2: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe o, Joe G. and Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. Coming up 20 minutes from our San Panionovus is going to join us. Lightning bets coming your way in about 40 minutes. We'll give our place for tonight between the Bengals and the Dolphins. We'll get to all that right now, right now though. Kenny Ducey. On Major League Baseball, we're going to see kids of football here. Betting expert, NBC Sports Edge, Action Network HQ, and the boardroom. Kenny joining us on the guest line. Kenny, let's start with the NL East. It is, uh, it's as tight as you can get this late into a season. It reminds me of the Dodgers and Giants last year, where obviously both are making the playoffs. They're both excellent teams. But somebody's going to win a division. Someone's getting a bye. Someone is not. Uh, what's your handicap on the NL East? Big night for the Mets last night as they came back and the Braves lost in D.C.?
0: Yeah, it was. It was a big night for the Mets, but I, I still don't know if I see it with the Mets right now. Uh, offensively, they've been okay, but they're you know their pitching has really left them in the dust, and you we've seen Jacob DeGrom now break down a couple times in, in games that the Mets need to have. And really, yeah, I mean, I just I think that this is a team that right now is is not as good as the Atlanta Braves. I think the Atlanta Braves are playing some really good ball, and I think they're going to overtake the Mets just given the fact that look. You you know, you have – we saw Seth Lugo last night give up runs, and Drew Smith hasn't been the same as he was earlier in the year. And, like, you, you're going to need guys to step up in that – among that pitching staff, and I haven't seen it happen. And I, I don't know if that's going to be good enough, even though the fact that the Mets do have – you know, uh, they, they can look forward to Washington. But this, this series with the Braves, I mean – DeGrom Freed tonight, with the way DeGrom's pitched, you could definitely see Freed winning. And, or excuse me, on Friday night, you could definitely see Freed winning. And, and you know, frankly, I, I I don't, you know, Scherzer, you'd probably get a win. So, I mean, it's going to be very close, but I think Atlanta probably takes two of three here. So, um, with that, yeah, I think that the Mets probably get overtaken. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Kenny, a lot going on with baseball, including some teams that just have outright quit that that are easy fade teams at at the tail end here in the last few weeks. But uh, I got to address something football related, man. Were were gummies involved when you were suggesting that the Jets were going to beat the Bengals outright last week? They could have. The Bengals did not even look good. And they could have beat that squad by 50. What, What? I mean, did you buy into the miracle comeback that they're better with Flacco? Just help us out here, because we've been trying to figure that out. That number comes down to three and three yesterday—a flat three instead of the three and a half when Zach Wilson is announced in. I'm like, oh wait, so are they suggesting that Zach Wilson's better than Flacco? Uh, c- can you help us uh, with your with the Jets here? I
0: well, mean, yeah, obviously he's better than Joe Flacco. Uh, no, it, it it was not <laughs> a buy into the miracle comeback. It was. Uh, I, there was a lot that went into it. I've, I've watched a sad amount of this team over the last two weeks and I thought that weeks <laughs> really, now I thought that yeah. the defense looked okay. You know, I think that their secondary has been great. Um, the pass rush, obviously not quite uh, the same as the pass rushes, the Bengals have faced so far this year or had faced, but you know, I thought that the offensive line concerns for Cincinnati were just so bad that it didn't really matter. Uh, I was obviously wrong. But, no, I do think that there's you know, I mean, the Jets were in it for three quarters. The problem is that Flacco's just not a good quarterback the, the Bengals do have an above average defense, so that's what happened. I think that things will turn around with Zach wilson, but uh and 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 yes, he is absolutely unequivocally better than joe Flacco What? okay,
2: we're obviously having fun with you there, but why do you why do you say that? Why do you think um that zach that there's no question about it? It just I'm I'm not saying that he isn't, it just seems like a big unknown like some of the other second year quarterbacks.
0: I mean he, he finished the season strong last year and I think we've seen enough of Joe Flacco over the last three years in the backup role to know that he's just he's very, very limited. And I mean he you know he, he can yeah. make a lot of throws with protection, but the problem is the Bengals pass rush getting after him and he can't extend plays, he's not mobile. I mean he's he's smart in the sense that he will throw the ball away. You know, he, he doesn't take sacks when he when he shouldn't, but He's also just, uh, you know, Zach Wilson can make more exciting plays. He can make plays out of nothing. We've seen it happen already in one year uh, in the NFL and a really happy year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I just he's just more talented. He's, he's got a way higher upside, and I think that we'll see uh, we'll see some better results out of the Jets going forward this year. Because if we saw anything, learned anything from Philly, it's that you put a lot of offensive talent around a young quarterback that can you know can run and throw and has a lot of talent. And look what happens. And that's what Jalen hurts. And I think it could definitely happen with Zach Wilson. They need a little bit better uh, protection. You know, I think the offensive line has a lot of injuries right now, and that's going to be potentially a problem this year. But, you know, the, the playmakers they've got on offense right now are just they're, – they're, it's hard to say that Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall aren't very good uh, or very promising young players. So it's, mm-hmm. it, I think it's going to be a, a, a good finish to the season – but definitely next year will will be a lot better if uh, if the offensive line concerns don't get addressed here.
1: Okay. Andy, anyway, before we bring it back yeah, to I mean, baseball, J- Joe G and Aaron,
2: yeah, I mean you guys have been it was on
1: the Steelers. On the yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> what
1: do you think Sunday in uh, in Pittsburgh getting three Wilson out there against the Steelers? What's what's your feel on the game?
0: I think the Steelers probably win by six. <laughs> Ooh, come on, Zach Wilson. Trubisky's going to cover a point spread laying three, three and a half? That is true. I mean, I, I, you know, the, the, the Jets secondary <laughs> has been pretty solid. I mean, LaMarcus Joyner looks washed. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I just, I, I, going into Pittsburgh is never fun and it doesn't matter yeah. who the quarterback is. And I, I don't know if the Jets are going to have, have what it takes, especially first game under Wilson this year. Give him a little time to warm up, you know, Joe?
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, let's let's get uh, let's get back to baseball. Um what for teams that are look for people that are looking in maybe on some futures plays and we we understand that a lot of the value is sucked out at this point. But hey, you do have the intel that these are the teams most likely in the playoffs even though we do have some things up for grabs. How much do you care about the tail end of the season? These last 7 to 8 games. If a team is red hot, let's say last couple weeks of the year, does that matter to you or is it a completely different entity, uh, different matchups? People have been just getting primed for this. And do you not care how teams finish the season? Where are you?
0: I think I care how teams finish, but I like it like, look, look, the Astros could lose, or excuse me, the Dodgers could lose their last six games. And I would still mm-hmm. say, you know, put, put your life savings on the Dodgers to win the world series. Like I, you know, it's not going to really impact my my view. I do think that certain individual players, this whole chase for 61 homers with Judge was teetering on the brink of something that was going to impact him in the playoffs. I know there are a lot of fans that disagreed with me. I've talked to a lot of people about this. There's a lot of anxiety in New York when he was going for 61. But I really do think that, you know, individuals can certainly get themselves into or out of a rhythm but in terms of a whole team I don't think that losing you know especially if you locked up the the division like you know a week ago or two weeks ago, whatever like I don't know if, if losing five out of six down the stretch really hurts you given the fact that you know w- there are going to be a lot of teams with some time off with this w- new wild card series so I, I think that hot teams yeah I mean you know I see some merit in maybe backing them but like I'm not necessarily going to be fading cold teams. Put it that way,
1: Kenny. You mentioned the Dodgers there. I think it's such an interesting juxtaposition with them because the reality is their run differential is historic. Their team is historic. They win almost every game. Yet all year the story with them has been injuries. They've lost top players, especially specifically pitchers. I mean, Gonsolin's been down. Dustin May's been down most of the year. Came back. Down again. Uh, Walker Bueller's obviously been gone since June. Do you think the lack of high end you know, DeGrom level, Scherzer level, starting pitchers hurts them in in October? Or are they just so good, so excellent that they don't allow runs no matter who's on the mound that you're not worried about it?
0: First of all, I think you need to – I think you should walk back that statement there, Joe, because this team has a lot (laughs) of great talent. Yeah, they don't have the two best pitchers in baseball, right? That's what the Mets can offer. But let's not act like the Dodgers don't have great starting pitching. Julio Urias – is a bona fide superstar in this league. He's been absolutely outstanding and more than capable of carrying this team in October. And, you know, you could say what you will about Clayton Kershaw's post postseason track record. He obviously this season in a a very, you know, he he obviously uh, missed some time at the beginning, and he hasn't really been stretched out too much. But he has, by all accounts, been as good as ever, if not better than he was in the last five years. Kershaw's having an insane season. Um, And those two in the front, like, I don't really care after that. Tyler Anderson has been unbelievable. And you could say, oh, well, he won't replicate that in the playoffs. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? I just don't think it really matters because the Dodgers' bullpen is that good. Uh, They're they're that deep. And even even a guy like Chris Martin showing up and pitching in a high-leverage spot in San Diego the other night, um, you know, they have Tommy Canely that they can just toss in there. They have so much talent in this bullpen. And then you talk about a guy, you know, like Andrew Heaney, who they somehow figured out how to fix going into the bullpen. Um, I, I think that there's plenty to like with this Dodgers pitching staff. And I, I have no doubts about, I mean, look, yeah, maybe it's not their one, two might not be as good as Ferzer de Grom, but boy, is it close uh, with Urias and Kershaw the way that they've pitched this year.
1: Yeah, and their depth is just better than anyone. I mean, it's why they have the lowest ERA in Major League Baseball. It's been under three the entire season. Kenny, obviously you're high on the Dodgers. If not the Dodgers, who in the National League? Because we've been wondering that all year. The Dodgers are clearly the favorite. They should be a historic team. If not them, who do you like in the National League?
0: Ooh, it's hard. I mean, maybe the St. Louis Cardinals. I I know it's kind of crazy because their their futures uh, or their future odds have – have drifted. Like I think at the all-star break, they're plus 1600. You can now get them at plus 2200. Um, I still love the middle of that lineup. I I like that. I I think that they have, it. it, it's going to be um, an unquantifiable thing, but I do think that they, they are a really tight knit ball club. Like I I think that there's a lot of good chemistry there. Um, But no, I mean, more so than that, I mean, they they have pitching, right. Wainwright's held up this year. Michael has been really good. And I, you know, I, I, I believe in the middle of this lineup when it comes to the back. I mean, I forgot about Jordan Montgomery, who was an excellent addition as well, but you know, the middle of this lineup and then potentially some of their other younger players who have who've come on like Juan Yepes, Dylan Carlson. I, I think they have a lot of talent and I think talent can shine through in October. And, you know, it, it, if it's not going to be the Dodgers, I mean, maybe the Dodgers get knocked out. I think the Cardinals could have a storybook run here for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they have just as much talent as anybody. I mean, I think maybe they fall a little short of the Padres and Dodgers, but they're they're right there with the rest of the league.
2: So you're obviously a fan of, of what they've got going on with the Dodgers and the Redbirds. Does that mean you are more willing to attack the American League side Uh, maybe we have a little chaos there. When you look down the board, you've got, you know, now that Seattle number is down to 26. uh, It was a much bigger number during the middle of the regular season. But uh, you've got the Guardians 32, Rays 32. Uh, Are you more likely to uh, take a shot at one of these AL squads?
0: I don't think so, just because I don't don't know if, the Yankees or the Astros or the Blue Jays, whoever it is, if we're talking about mm-hmm. World Series futures here, I don't think any of these teams beat the Dodgers. Um, and if some team is good wow. enough to beat the Dodgers, then I don't know if any of those teams beat that team. Um, I, simply put, like, I, you know, I think that th- – you know, wh- whatever it was with the Jordan Alvarez situation, you know, l- late in the season. And, and you know, I-, I don't know if the Astros hold up. Like, I don't think this is the same Astros team that we've seen. The Yankees are going to get DJ LeMayhew back, and that's going to make them very dangerous. But I'm still not completely sold on them being a World Series winner. And, and you know, I mean, yeah, I-, I think the Blue Jays and the Mariners just pale in comparison to talent level. And I, I-, I just look, I-, I don't want to attack the American League because, yeah, we could get some fun results. You know, we could get, who, who knows, like maybe the Orioles went out and somehow make the playoffs. Uh, the bottom line is that I, I just don't think that any of these teams match the quality of the Dodgers. Or frankly, like, you know, it, like I said, if the Cardinals and the Padres got super hot and, and, and maybe got to the, the World Series, like I don't know if, if the Astros or the Yankees have anything for them. So that's, I, I'm, I would take the NL to win, the maybe win the World Series. I think you can take that future at, like, minus 120, I kind of like that. But you could also just take the Dodgers at plus 350 because I do think they'll represent the National League in the World Series.
1: Kenny, who gets the final wild card in the National League? The Phillies are. have lost 9 of 12. The Brewers have all home games the rest of the way against Miami and Arizona. What do you think? Who, who gets that?
0: I was really hoping you wouldn't ask me because I don't want to deliver the bad news, but it's absolutely going to be the Milwaukee Brewers. They have a very easy schedule ahead. <laughs> And the Philadelphia Phillies have to face the Astros for three games to end the season. And I don't know if you've looked at the probables, but they're looking at Javier, McCullers, and Verlander. Sounds like three losses, Joe.
1: Yeah, and I heard Dusty Ooh. Baker say yesterday, "He for the integrity of the game, he's playing as position player starters next week. So the Phillies will get no breaks down in Houston against the Astros. Kenny, we always Let's appreciate see. you hopping on. Kenny, we'll talk soon. Kenny, do see NBC Sports Edge? Thanks, Kenny. As he... We talked some baseball there, Joe. He loves the Dodgers. Loves the Dodgers. That that's. I mean, I'm excited for the playoffs start next Friday. But that's Dodgers love right there. As much as we're gonna hear. I like
2: Kenny. I like Kenny because he's not holding back on the takes. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. Hey, Joe G, walk that back. Walk, walk that back. Walk what you said back. about my Dodgers. He's all in. He's talking about life savings. Betting life savings. Zach Wilson. He's in. Huge upgrade to him. I, okay. It's interesting. It's somebody, but I, I like different Steelers. opinions.
1: Steelers minus yeah. the six, he says. Maybe alt-line on the Steelers.
2: Right. <laughs> sure, sure.
1: All right, coming up next, Sam Panjotovic is going to join us from Nesson and Fox Sports. We'll talk NFL Week 4. Backup quarterbacks, how much are they worth, not worth, compared to the starters in the NFL? We'll that next right here on the BQL Network.